0: things that I realized was I had played into this narrative of what people told me um, that I was going to be or told me who I was as as a young age. So one of the things that I would hear all the time was, you talk too much. Stop talking. Stop talking. Stop talking. And so as I would get into these toxic relationships, I didn't know I had a voice. I wouldn't speak up and say, this hurts me and I don't want to be here because people for so long told me stop talking. And so in that year in 2019, when I knew I had reached freedom, it was like a caged bird being set free. And I finally started talking. And so what I did is when God said, you need to tell your story.
1: You're listening to Altered Stories with Michelle Renee Gutch.
2: Hello Altered Story Show listeners. This is your chief storyteller host, Michelle Saunders Gutch, and welcome to my season 2, 116th episode. April's restarting your story God's story. Maybe hey, that's a mouthful. <laughs> Thank you for listening to my show friends that is part of the spark media network and edify app and helps christian women share their god stories so women around the world can hear them and never feel alone friends i hope all is well where is fall going before we know it in the united states It will be Thanksgiving and the start of the Christmas holiday. I love this season, friends, but I will say time is going very fast. So, for those of you that are listening to this episode, I want to thank you for supporting my God's story platform show. I also would love to hear from you. And if you can, do write a review and subscribe to my show. You can hear us all over the world on so many different platforms, friends, including Amazon. We're on Spotify. We're on podcast, uh, excuse me, Podacy. We are on Pandora. We are on, of course, our website. We are on Google and we know that many of you need a variety of platforms to be able to listen to the show. I also, friends, would love your support of my nonprofit, Altered Stories Ministry. So if you can give a like to my Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn pages, and the Altered Story Show is also out there on Facebook, Instagram, and Of course, I named numerous other platforms. Now, friends, it's time to get this show started. And today, I am super excited to bring to the mic a very special guest. She is lovely, friends, and her name is April Nolan. And April is a referral from a new contact I made at the Sports Philanthropy Network, Mark T. And a big shout out to Mark for his support. But as we say, God connections are the best. And April is here. She is also a certified Christian life coach whose specialty is divorce recovery and healthy dating. Hey, healthy dating. Man, I wish I had that when I was out there dating. (gasps) She's a three-time divorcee, a published author. You Go Girl, inspiring speaker, podcast host, and workshop leader who combines relatable storytelling, humor, and authenticity. Wow, authenticity is so good for people who want to crush the strongholds to their success. She also holds several certifications in Life Breakthrough Coaching, Instructional Design, Biblical Theology, and Marketing. So she's an overachiever. So let's bring her to the mic and get to know her now. Welcome to the Altered Story Show, April. How are you doing today?
0: Hey, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me. I am doing wonderful today. I'm so excited to be on the podcast and to be able to share
2: my story with your listeners. Wow. We're excited too. And is there anything else that you'd like to share about yourself personally? I know we're going to talk about your God story and there'll be things that come up there, but is there anything else that you want to share about yourself personally? Maybe I did not share. You
0: know, I always love to share that I am a mom to a very hilarious and exciting uh, 15-year-old basketball, uh, I'm going to call her a superstar, <laughs> but I love to share the fact that I'm a mom. Um, it fits so well into, you know, my story as a whole, but um, also to other people listening, just knowing that, you know, being a mom something that I love, uh, but yeah.
2: I love being a mom, and I will tell you, One day you'll probably be a Gigi or a Nana or a Mimi or maybe a grandma. And I will tell you, it just compounds being a mom. And so, but I would love to see pictures of your lovely daughter. And hopefully I will be able to see that. And good luck to her with all the things that she's doing and basketball. Whoa, that's a big deal.
0: It is. It's, it's a big deal for her. And uh, no one warned me about high school basketball, um, high school sports. And so uh, it's a big deal for both of us, but it's very exciting.
2: Okay, cool. Well, April, as you know, I share women's transformational God stories and would love to know from your perspective, why you think sharing your God story is so important, you know, why women should share them and why it's important to share. That is such a great
0: question, Michelle. Um, I think it's important for us to share our stories, to remind women specifically that we're not alone. In many cases, when we're going through things, I think the biggest um, lie of the enemy in those cases is no one will understand. Um, You know, you'll be shamed for your story. Uh, No one can relate to you. There's no help for you. And so I believe that our greatest strength in sharing our story is just letting women know that you're not alone, that there are other women out there who may be going through or have overcome something that you are going through. Um, And I also like to share that I think when we go through painful moments, we don't go through them just for ourselves. I believe that God heals us from things so that we can then go and help others heal in some of those same areas. So when we're silent, I believe that it stops or it hinders maybe others from receiving their healing. Um, and it hinders, I think, others from uh, moving forward because they feel so isolated.
2: Yeah, that is spot on. And I will tell you that the enemy has this way of trying to just suppress these stories that women have because they're so fearful of condemnation. And we know there's no condemnation. Where God is, there is no condemnation. And and no one said you have to, you know, share it publicly. Not everybody does share their stories publicly. But like you said, sharing your story is a gift. And it frees another woman. So even if you do it within your community groups or maybe in your women's, you know, small group or, you know, however God leads you, even if he leads you to sharing it on an airplane or with another woman somewhere, you know what, that that really does bring glory to him and it helps that woman. It encourages that woman. So Thank you for going into that detail and sharing that. So, April, um, we're going to have you share God's story here in a bit. But before, just educate us a little bit, um, a little bit on the um, Life Breakthrough Coaching certs and instructional design and what all is involved in getting those kind of certifications.
0: Absolutely. So I'll start with instructional design, which was my original career choice uh, maybe 20 years ago. Um, And I had started as a corporate trainer, but I always had this interest in technology and um, automation and kind of the cool graphics and things like that. And so in working as a corporate trainer, this was an age where we were uh, transforming our content from workbooks to online. And so I had an opportunity to go to school to become an instructional designer. And what that looks like is understanding things like adult learning theories and how graphics and colors make people feel. And essentially it's storytelling right? So it is walking someone through a story, but making sure that the right feelings and emotions are there and and things of that nature. And so that was a few years and I really, really loved it. Um, And then I kind of fell into marketing. Literally, I was an instructional designer for a company and And they said, hey, we've got this role in the marketing department. Um, At the time, it was doing trade shows and things like that. But it translated because marketing is relationship building. It's once again, telling the right stories to the right audience at the right time. And so 15 years ago, I fell into marketing and ended up getting a few certifications there. And then four years ago, uh, after my third divorce, which we'll get into... Uh, I believe that God was saying at that time, like I said before, you know, you need to share your story. And it's so funny, Michelle, because at one point I literally feel like I heard God say, you need to tell your story. And I said, okay, I'll I'll write this, what I call a, a pamphlet. <laughs> it's a book, but it's, it's the size of a pamphlet. And after I wrote it, I published it and I felt like I'm done, right? I've told my story, God, I'm done. And he said, nope. There's there's more work to do. So life breakthrough coaching um, is something I pursued. It is a life coaching certification, but I specifically wanted to help women get unstuck. And so I wanted to help them break through the strongholds, break through the barriers that were holding them back. And so I went through
2: that program um, and have continued to do life coaching ever since. Awesome. So we'll talk toward the end of the show about how people can support you and, you know. All those things around that. So and you know biblical theology, wow. Wow, where'd you get that cert?
0: Yeah, so it's so funny. Uh so I was actually working at a church in my early 20s. I was the assistant to the senior pastors and I was helping out with the youth ministry. And that particular church had a ministry training institute. And in full transparency as an employee, initially we were required. To go through the school because we were working there. Uh, But I tell you, I found it so interesting just learning about God. And it was a very different experience than um, simply reading the Bible or or listening to a sermon. We really broke down um, the Bible, the church, and the Old Testament, the New Testament, and miracles and um, Holy Spirit. And so we got to do this over the course of four years, really breaking down. Um, the Bible. And so one of the things I'm grateful for is even 20 years later, as I coach Christian women, those things help me now uh, to coach them in their breakthroughs. And so it was a four-year program really immersed in the word. Um, and so it was amazing. It was definitely life-changing.
2: Wow, I love that. I just love how you bring the word of God to life and the application of that in the lives of women for healing and moving them forward too. And your podcast show does that relate to your coaching? Is that how you, you know, market and brand that or It does. So, my podcast, it's about 3 years old. And
0: originally it started out as simply sharing stories of resilience and winning at life. So that was just this blanket. I want to help women. And season two is when I felt like God said, okay, we're going to now focus on this particular audience, which, uh, the podcast is divorce remix, but, uh, if you've never been divorced, that's okay. It really focuses on healing after heartbreak. And so we talk about, or I talk to experts and things like, how do we build your career after a divorce or a breakup? How do you uh, co-parent? Um, how do you get yourself back you know, mentally strong and healthy? So I have different experts on to help women create a life they love after heartbreak. And so that's the, the premise of the podcast one of the things that I didn't have um, after my divorces was I felt like that support who understood what healing after heartbreak was. There was people who could help me, you know, kind of heal emotionally. But what does it really look like after your heart is broken, after your marriage is ended? And so that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be the help that I didn't have at the time.
2: Wow, that's really cool. And uh, what a blessing. So listeners, We'll hear a little bit more about that too. So now this is a great segue into April sharing with you her God story. So as you know, I asked this question to my guests. So April, where does your restarting your God story begin and walk us through? The
0: story I thought started in 2019. Um, However, it goes back many, many years and I'll walk you guys through that. So in 2019, uh, February, I believe it was January 26th, I woke up to my then husband saying, can we talk? And I said, sure, Uh, let's have a conversation. And so we sat on my couch and in a span of about 20 minutes, he explained that he never wanted to be a husband, that he never wanted to be a stepfather, that he never wanted these things that we had together. And he uh, alluded to his life being better as a single man. And within a week, he was gone and every trace of him was gone from my home. Devastating, right? So The thing about this situation was, it wasn't just the suddenness of finding out I was getting divorced, but it was my third divorce. I had gotten divorced every 10 years since I was 21. So 21, 31, 41. And so, in that moment, over those next few months, I really had a long talk with God. I was angry. Because I said, God, you know, we did it the right way this time, right? We went to premarital counseling. I was working for another church at the time. So I thought we did all the things. And what God showed me was there was this corrupted um, mindset that I had about relationships. And I didn't even know it. And as I was out walking one day and I was telling God, you know, why didn't you protect me? I'm, I'm sure you guys can relate to that, right? Why didn't you stop this? Why didn't you? Why didn't you? And God said, you need to move the finish line. And I'm like, okay, God, what does that mean? He said, I have an intended finish line for every area of your life. I knew you when you were in your mother's womb. So I knew that I wanted a certain destination for your relationships, your health, your finances, your career, all these things. But. Because of life, because of decisions, because of um, experiences, we as people move those finish lines. And so then, Michelle, I had to go back 30 years to figure out how that finish line was moved. So that year in 2019, I said, this is it, God. I will not go through another divorce. I will not be another toxic relationship. I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And isn't it funny how we get to that place where we just, it's nothing but us and God. It's like, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I don't care what it costs. I don't care how bad it hurts. I'm willing to do that. The other side of that was at the time I had a 10-year-old daughter. And I had to ask myself, what example am I setting for her in relationships? What am I passing on to her? Um, you know, I don't want her to experience three divorces. So we've got to do something different now. So through counseling and therapy and all these different things, I went back 30 years to figure out how did I move that finish line? And so it was a couple things, Michelle. I had gotten saved at 12. I didn't act like it until I was 23, but I got saved at 12. And so growing up, I was raised by a mother who was addicted to drugs. And one of the things that I realized was that there was a lot of rejection. There was a lot of uh, feeling that I was unloved. I moved around a lot between my mother and my father and my grandparents. And so that rejection, those feelings of being unloved, I carried those through up until my 40s. And so what I realized what happened was, because I didn't understand God's love, because I didn't really know what it meant to be loved, whenever I would meet a man, even though it was a toxic relationship, he said, I love you. Okay, great. This must be love. And so growing up in the church, you know, the next thing that happens is you get married because that's what you do, right? Right. You fall in love, you get married and there we go. And so then I would find myself in this situation where now I'm getting married. And it wasn't because I wanted to be a wife. Funny enough, Michelle, I never envisioned myself being married when I was younger. I was going to be the high powered CEO in the corner office and travel the world. That was going to be my life. And then these relationships would come along and loneliness and those things that we naturally feel. And from there, I would get married. And then I would have these regrets and a few le- few years later, we would divorce. And so what I realized was this was a pattern. It was a cycle that was happening in my life. So one of the analogies that God gave me was our hearts, our souls are like a forest. And every experience that we have is like a tree being planted in that forest. And so my intimate relationship, my rejection tree, all of these trees where I'd had these relationships were dead, but they were still in the forest. And if you know anything about trees, their roots can run deep and wide. And so what was happening was as each of these trees were dying, they were affecting the other areas in my life, the self-esteem, um, you know, all of these different things that I thought and felt about myself with every failed marriage came, um, you know, failed finances and my health would decline and all these things. And so God said, we're going to go on a journey to uproot the tree. And let me tell you, Michelle, that was probably the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And so I had to face the reality of some of the things that happened in my childhood from being abused, being sexually abused, not getting healing for those things. Um, I had to face the reality that I had picked. Some of these people. So I had to take responsibility for my actions as well. But that year of 2019, God ripped up that tree root by root. There was a lot of tears. There was a lot of anger. uh, There was a lot of ice cream (laughs) that year. And so towards the end, I went to this beautiful place called Sedona, Arizona. We've got these red rocks. If you guys have never seen, seen them, Google red rocks in Sedona. They're amazing. And I had a funeral for my old life. I said, okay, God, I am saying goodbye to those habits, those patterns, those thinkings that got me to where I am today. Because funerals really are for the living, right? It is a chance for us to say goodbye. And I said, never again will I fall into those relationships. Now, it was one thing to declare that, but then I also got help professional health therapists and counselors that gave me coping mechanisms and things like that so that as I started to see myself fall into patterns, I can say, wait a minute, I've seen this before. And so that year was so pivotal, but it hurt. But when I tell you guys the healing that came from the other side of that hurt was amazing. The reason why I can tell this story from a place of victory and not victim is because I did the work. And that's one of the things that I share with my clients is we have to do the work. We have to uproot those trees. And so lastly, um, one of the other reasons why I'm able to share with you, one of the things that I realized was I had played into this narrative of what people told me Um, that I was going to be or told me who I was as a a young age. So one of the things that I would hear all the time was, you talk too much, stop talking, stop talking, stop talking. And so as I would get into these toxic relationships, I didn't know I had a voice. I wouldn't speak up and say, this hurts me. And I don't want to be here because people for so long told me, stop talking. And so in that year in 2019, When I knew I had reached freedom, it was like a caged bird being set free. And I finally started talking. And so when I did is when God said, you need to tell your story. And so at the end of 2019, I wrote a book called Move the Finish Line. Like I said, it's it's a quick read, but it's deep. (laughs) But it really talked about that, that year of my healing journey. And as I was writing it, I was in tears. Because I had to relive those emotions and those feelings. But on the other side of that, God told me, you sharing this story is going to help other women to not repeat your your mistakes. And so that's why I chose to restart my story. Just a reminder that one chapter of our life doesn't make our story. It doesn't. We can write a new chapter. We can't rewrite the old chapters, but we can write a new
2: story. We can
0: start over. So that's my journey.
2: You did an incredible job of sharing your story and all the pieces and parts and your communication around it. And um, obviously, your book probably made a huge difference in that too, right? When did you? find Jesus? I mean, when was that when you were growing up that you did? So that's an interesting story.
0: So I received salvation at the age of 12, living um, in Germany, and it was essentially for fire insurance. <laughs> so uh, growing up in church, right? I don't want to go to that place that everyone's talking about. So this is what we're going to do. When I received Jesus, I, I was baptized. It wasn't until about 10 years later, my mother, the one that I share about, had just uh, passed away from a drug overdose. And I was sitting in an apartment in Arizona. And at the time, my then boyfriend, which was after the first divorce, we had been living together. He moved back home. And so I'm sitting in my apartment in Arizona, and I literally tell God, I say, either I'm going to take my life or you're going to take control of my life. You let me know which, (laughs) and this is what we're going to do tonight because I was in such a dark place and it was the first time, one of the first times I feel like I heard God speak. And he told me, if you give me your life, you will be okay. I said, all right. And so from that moment on, I think I was 23 or 24 at the time from that moment on is really where I started to work, uh, walk with God. And so I had started volunteering at my church. This is when I started going to ministry school. So really the the doors opened then. So there was probably a 10 year span um, that I'm so grateful that God covered me because I tell you, Michelle, there were moments where um, I should not be here during those times, situations that I had put myself in and things like that. And so it was around the age of 24 where I really said, okay, God, we're doing this. And we've been walking together ever since.
2: Well, I appreciate you sharing that detail because, um, you know, it's always, I want the listeners to understand because we choose to become a Christian and believe that Jesus Christ paid the full price. And, you know, we are Christians and our walk, but that doesn't mean we're perfect, right? And it's a journey. And so we fall down, we get up, we fall down, we get up. And so, you know, being a a three-time divorcee, I mean, as you've shared, it it was a learning experience and it, it sounds like you knew who Christ was, but there were some unhealthy areas that you needed to work on to help you become a healthier person and Christian. And so, you know, that's the thing about all of us. We're on a journey. We continue to grow, right? We are continuing to become all that God has purposed us to be. And the fact that he brought an incredible ministry to you for others, and you are using your pain and your healing and all those things that you work so hard on to help others is an attestment of your character, you know? And I just, I want our listeners to understand this is not easy. This is not easy. I mean, you you are walking in humility. You are out there authentically. You are giving of yourself to help others recover and to be healthy and not to fall into some of the traps and we'll live in a broken world. We all go through challenges in different areas, but the healing aspect is so important. And so the fact that you walked in obedience and you did that hard work because April, I'm sure it took what a a good year to go through all your healing um, like with your counselors and your book writing, and I—I I mean, I'm sure it was not an easy journey. It was not, and it's still a journey. So, I think um,
0: two things that you said that that really stood out. One is there's sometimes this misconception that when we walk with God, there will never be hard times, right? But the Bible says that trials and tribulations are going to come, and so being aware that being a Christian is not perfection, right? You're going to make mistakes. You're going to make, you know, poor decisions. Life in itself is just going to happen. The enemy is going to happen. And so having the mindset that, you know, when those hard times come, um, the fact that you're walking with God and you're being protected, and he's there to heal you is huge the healing journey. And this is one thing that I share with my clients. There really isn't this finite, uh, time frame, right? So people will say, well, how long does it take to recover from a divorce? It can take a lifetime to fully dec- recover. Um, I believe that we need that intense healing first, which was my 2019. And then over time, there are still things that we are doing to heal, but there's kind of this intense healing at first. And so that's what that year was for me. Uh, There are still moments where things will come up and me and God will have to say, all right, let's have a talk. (laughs) Let's, you know, let's deal with this. Um, So healing is a journey. It's not a destination. I do believe that you can become healed enough to make some next steps. And that's what I tell people when they're recovering from heartbreak is there is a place that you can get to where you're healed enough to start making wise decisions and healthy choices and things like that. But I may wake up five years from now and God will say, all right, you know, it's time to talk about this now. And so um, I love the fact that uh, God was able to spend that year with me uh, and really dig deep, but that healing still continues. I'm almost afraid to ask this,
2: but are you even open to dating? So uh, I have recently started dating. Oh, that's a good question then. Yes,
0: yes. I have recently started dating um, uh, a a man that I, we go to the same church and he was on, he's a widower. And so he was on his own healing journey. So that's a whole another conversation, right? But one of the reasons why I started to help women with healthy dating is because healthy marriages start with healthy dating. And one of the things that I, when I was on my healing journey, that intense, you know, healing journey is that I saw the signs in my dating patterns. And so there was one time, Michelle, one of my ex-husbands, his mom told me not to marry him. Like, come on. And I didn't listen. Like, come on. (laughs) Come on. And so recently, as I have started to uh, date in this new healthy relationship, that's the other thing. This is one of the first times I've been in a healthy relationship. And so some of those things where I'm like, okay, God, we need to talk because (laughs) I've never experienced this or I've never experienced that. Um, And so, yes, I am dating someone and it is going wonderful.
2: Oh, good. I'm going to continue to pray for that for you and everything you know, I will say that um, I was an unhealthy dater, yeah, for a long time, even as a believer, and I didn't date any Christian men. It was um, my husband now, who I've been with by God's grace twenty will be twenty seven years. Congratulations! Um, thank you, thank you. It was awkward when I first started dating him. I mean, he's okay with me sharing this, but. It was me because he was a Christian man, and he had godly character, and you know he was a confirmed bachelor and I never i mean i i I just thought he was different than any man I had ever dated. and you know he held to standards, and he was him and I were walking through this similar relationship books and all those things. so you know I I don't know. I guess I would say I was healthy dating then, although I had to push through a lot of strongholds and these awkward and uncomfortable feelings because I was used to dating guys that were secular and and their view of dating was so different, you know. And his was a godly view of dating. And so from your perspective when you say healthy dating, would you just kind of share for us what that looks like?
0: Absolutely. So Michelle, um, I, I smiled as you were talking because I remember when I started dating this gentleman, um, it was awkward because I was used to the toxic relationships that was normal to me. Right. So the person who lied or didn't show up when they said they were, or cheated, these were all the things I was completely prepared to deal with, but The man who showed up on time and prayed for me and, you know, helped me out. I was like, this is so foreign. What's happening? (laughs) What are we doing here? Um, So for those of you who are listening, if you find yourself in a healthy relationship, uh, it may feel weird. It may feel awkward. It may feel out of place if you're used to dysfunction. So when I think about a healthy relationship, I think about one where initially we feel safe. So we feel emotionally physically, financially, spiritually safe with this person. Typically in toxic relationships, there's going to be some uneasy, some unsafe feelings, even though we may question them, right? Uh, you know, we may ignore the red flags, but healthy to me is safe. It is, can I share with this person completely who I am? Can I be authentic with this person or do I find myself hiding? One of the things that I realized in my previous relationships was I was, I was shrinking back who I was. I would always um, try not to be as smart, right? Or as funny. Or if they said, you know, I don't like this type of, you know, this personality trait, I would stop or I would shrink back. It was always looking for the approval of that person. So when we're in healthy relationships, we can be our authentic selves. Um, This person is there to support us. They are giving and taking just as we are. So they're not just taking, taking, taking from us. And when I say taking, that is once again, emotionally, physically, financially, spiritually. So all of those things. And so the best way to describe a healthy relationship is that you feel safe with this person. Um, If you need to cry, they are okay with that. If you need to share, they're okay with that. Um, They're not belittling you. They're not making you feel small. They're respecting you and you have peace. We underestimate the power of our peace in a situation. And one thing that I can tell you guys is that God will show you the signs. It's up to us to believe what we're seeing. In every toxic relationship that I've been in, I can trace back now, oh, I did see this, but I chose to ignore it. And then lastly, get godly counsel. Okay. Uh, one of the things I say when we're dating is don't trust your feelings, trust the fruit. And what I mean by that is our feelings can be like roller coasters as women, but what is the fruit of their relationship? Is there peace? Is there joy? Is there long suffering? Um, you know, are those things there? If that's there, then you're good to go. But if you don't have peace, And it's just an emotional roller coaster. Get someone that you trust, your pastor, your therapist, your friends, whomever that can see your relationship from the outside in and be able to say, hey, I see you are falling into this pattern or I heard this and I feel a little uneasy about it, but get yourself some wise counsel. And that's why I think a healthy relationship
2: is. So friends, we are so blessed. We have this incredible woman here that is giving us such incredible godly um, advice and I know many of you are going to really glean from it so in closing April how can you be reached any last words how can we best support you you've got the the floor now and then I'll wrap up Michelle once again
0: thank you for having me Um, I never take for granted an opportunity to share my story. Uh, Like I shared earlier, one of the things that I found in uh, my recovery was my voice. And I have vowed to use my voice for as long as God allows me to help set other women free. When I asked God, what was my purpose? And what am I doing this for? This healing after heartbreak and healthy dating. And he took me to Isaiah 61.1, where it talks about, um, sharing the good news and setting the captives free and healing the brokenhearted. And so I truly believe that that is my mission is my purpose is to use my voice to do those things. So if you are interested in contacting me, you can find me everywhere under my name, April Nowlin, and that's YouTube, Facebook. Instagram, my website, there's resources out there. There's free eBooks. There's a seven day devotional. You can also grab my book, move the finish line. Um, but I would love to connect with you guys. So any, virtually any social media platform, Spotify, um, Amazon, uh, Apple music, Apple podcasts. So just search for April Nallin. One of the things that I do want to say in closing, Michelle, is I am pro-marriage. So people ask me all the time, you've been to divorce three times. Do you encourage divorce? I do not encourage divorce. Um, There is this um, misconception that because of the way God feels about divorce, that he feels that way about divorced people. And growing up in church, there was a lot of shame and condemnation and stigma around divorce. And now to have to say, I've done it three times as a Christian. Um, but let me tell you guys, if you are someone who has gone through a divorce, um, going through a divorce, and you're struggling with condemnation, condemnation and shame. Let me remind you that though God hates divorce, he hates to see his children hurt and their promises broken, but God still loves you. He still loves you. And there is life after divorce. Jesus came that we may have an abundant life. That abundant life is still waiting for you. And so just a reminder that one bad chapter is not the end of your story. Uh, I don't care how old you are. I coach women in their 20s and in their 70s. I don't care how old you are. There's still time to restart your story and there's still time to create a life you love.
2: Well, thank you again, April, um, for taking the time to share You're restarting your story, God's story. um, And friends, we're going to have this podcast episode up on our website and in all other places, um, including having some links to how to get in touch with April and her book and all those wonderful things. And until the next show, friends, be heard and
1: be healed. Altered Stories Ministry is a faith-based, nonprofit and women's evangelistic storytelling ministry located in Overland Park, Kansas. If you enjoyed listening to today's story, your family and friends would probably benefit from hearing how God works in the lives of women All over the world too So please Subscribe to our show And share the link To this podcast Share it on your Social media We also welcome Your valued feedback On our stories Also we'd appreciate Your prayerful consideration In sponsoring One of our future God glorifying stories And welcome your Tax exempt Financial donation To find out more On how you can Support our ministry You can log on To our website At www.alteredstories.org